Hello everybody and welcome to the cool side of the pillow podcast. My name is Jamie and in this podcast I interview my friends, family, and even strangers about their passions and hobbies in life. We'll talk about movies, music, sports, cooking, and so much more. So join me as I dive into the world of the geeky, nerdy, and niche on the cool side of the pillow. And now, without further ado, over to future Jamie with his guest. Take it away, Jamie. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Cool Side of the Pillow podcast. My name is Jamie, and I'll be your host for today. Um, and uh, and this episode is special for two reasons. One, because it is currently the final episode, the final ever episode of the Cool Side of the Pillow podcast, um, episode 15 uh i don't know why 15 i just thought it was a nice not round number and uh and uh it's been a it's been a hell of a ride i've enjoyed it a hell of a lot thank you all for listening if you do if you don't listen then i'm talking to nobody at the moment so you know uh whatever um but the second important exciting reason uh exciting thing about this episode is episode 15 final episode i have probably my most anticipated for myself uh episode yet and that is i'm talking wrestling professional wrestling with two of my closest wrestle buddies we have justin returning and nick returning for the second third time third Third time time. sir (laughs) Third time. And second not only return, my returning. Third time. Third time overall. Second yeah. time here. And not only that, I am the returning predictions champion, just like my first episode. Oh, you, I yeah, lost my, my title, God. but I won it right back. So you barely won it. Okay. <laughs> and I don't think we did, did we I don't think we did predictions for takeover. So you like No, we 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 did. I I got a perfect got I got a clean sweep there. So yeah, you. Oh, yeah, you did. He did. He did. <laughs> okay. Well, we gotta, we gotta explain sweep. this for the listeners. Uh, we explained sweep. it a little bit in the hockey one, but uh, oh, okay. Yeah, for the for those listeners out there, each pay per view, be it uh, any kind of pay per view for any really brand of of wrestling that we watch, we do predictions of the matches on the card um, of who's gonna be the winner, and if you get that point right, you get a point, and yada 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 yada. It's pretty self-explanatory, um, but uh, but yeah, it's a blast. It uh, it makes everything a lot more engaging for us, especially when the show is shit. Um, but yeah, my friends, how are you doing today? Talk to me. Let's let's uh, open this dialogue. I'm I'm doing well. I just finished work for the day not too long ago. I uh, went on a nice walk and, to the uh, biggest LCBO in the universe. Yeah, the the mega the mega lickbo. <laughs> it's massive. Mega lickbo. I forgot that that's the short form of it. Uh, how about how about you, Justin? How you doing? Uh, doing pretty good. Uh, much like Nick, you know, just finished work for the day. Uh, it's it's uh, Wednesday right now, so you know, just over uh, hump day. So we're on the better part of uh, 
of sort of the week roller coaster to, to the weekend. And um, I know uh, Candyman's coming out on Friday. I'm going to go see that uh, release, uh, release candy. Day. So I'm looking. It's Candyman's a horror, a horror movie. movie. It's a uh, Jordan Peele horror movie, actually. Oh. Um, this is a oh, newer, yeah. okay. semi-related. There, there was a version of this movie that came out in the early 90s, I believe in 1992. So this is like, I think, semi-related to that semi not that's cool that anything actually... Jor- anything jordan peele in my it's mind great, yeah. is incredible so i have seen uh you and then get out already us us, us. that's what it was you is a different show um the other one. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little bit different. uh but those were both fantastic so Jesus. i'm, I'm i still like have nightmares about us that was a freaking so good. that was terrifying like ugh. Oh, I, I personally, movies, I, I personally found it was more thriller than horror, but I can definitely see uh, there, there's there's some creepy elements to it. Like, oh, I uh, thought it was terrifying. But anyways, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're not here to talk about <laughs> Jordan Peele's filmography. We're here to talk about goddamn wrestling, goddamn wrestling. Um, so uh, we're gonna go. I'm gonna go in an order or so just to for general things if you have something to pop up and say feel free but uh just to kind of keep it moving we're gonna go justin will say his response and nick will say his response and i'll say mine if i have something to contribute um uh generally in that order not uh not concrete but uh first of all i would just like to know when you y'all got into wrestling I know most of these answers. I will probably know a lot of these answers, but uh, I'm asking them anyway because they're fun. And uh, get your share share your your wrestle journey with us. Okay, I'll uh, I'll start us off. Um, my journey was actually really funny because I remember being four years old and young me was watching WCW back when it was a thing. Oh. I do have. Um, some vague memories of watching, uh, you know, um, some funny names too, oddly enough. I remember from that. I remember uh, Norman Smiley. Um, I remember Lex Luger. I don't think he was sort of at the height of his career, but I do remember having like a little action figure of him. What year and would I this be? This would have been like 1998. I would have been four. Yeah, 1998, sort of 1999. So I wouldn't I have been born. That's cool. You That's wouldn't. No, too. you were not, sir, actually. Um <laughs> Not only that, I didn't because I was way too young to know this, but that would have been probably the height of WCW in terms of beating WWE and the ratings mm-hmm. consistently for for weeks on end. So, young me uh, was. Uh, I mean, that's when Stone Cold was in WWF. No, I uh, yeah, that was kind of yeah when he was like Stone Cold uh, that we all know uh, as being you know sort of the top guy or one of, one of two top guys along with The yeah. Rock would have been 1998 was like really sort of his coming out party to. Uh, sort of be the the head, face of the company and really take them uh, to the heights that they eventually are at yeah. now. Um, I do remember sort of, I think once uh, WCW maybe went down or just, I do remember sort of being told by my mom, you know what, this is way too uh, violent for, for you. You're way too young for this. And I think uh, with WCW going in the attitude era uh, being around then, I would definitely would have been way too young for the things that were going on. Uh, yeah on then that's for sure so i took a i I had a forced hiatus uh put on me (laughs) until about i want to say 2003 i remember seeing it on tv begging my parents to to let me watch and they did and the funniest how i remember this match it's the most random match but it was the first match 
I uh, remember seeing getting back into wrestling mm-hmm. would have been Bill DeMott defeating Crash Holly. That was the first match I remember seeing getting back into wrestling. So a weird match. Uh, I Nick, know. Do you know either of those names? Nick, do you know either of those names? Um, Crash Holly? Yeah, I do. I know okay. Crash Holly. I don't know the other one. I'm I'm because th- this is a good uh, a good segue I guess to you because uh, I think I've been th- I've been on that journey with you uh, while I've like seen you take the journey of the the wrestling journey because you're a yeah you were to that you've uh, been there the whole time because uh, yeah. I got introduced to it in 2018 I was invited over to our mutual friend's place for a pay per view uh, 2018 Royal Rumble uh, that a was a good one a very that good was one. great was very good. I remember some of it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the Rumble match, uh, both the men and the women's, because that was the first year for the women's Rumble. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was that was my first introduction to it. Um, Were you? Do you I'm, remember being being like hooked onto it immediately, or did it take a few you know pay per views to to get into it? I I liked it off the bat. Like I'm I'm a very very easy to please when it comes to. Uh, television and that sort of thing sure. so like um i i feel like i like most things um why why be a hater when you can just love everything you know <laughs> makes sure, makes yeah. everything so much easier to watch <laughs> i mean but I totally uh but yeah i started in 2018 and i've been going on strong since then very dedicated uh watcher i don't think i've, I've missed maybe like maybe two pay-per-views since then yeah, I mean, and like and that's like out of not like out of your hands reasons yeah probably. yeah exactly because I, I would have watched all of them if i could mm-hmm. <laughs> uh that's awesome i'm i, I kind of like that because like justin you started really like earlier you started earlier on in the 90s early 2000s uh nick was you know later r- very recent 2018 i started probably in 2007 or 2008 maybe so like we're kind of like the evolutions of of each other you know which i which i think is really interesting for like uh preference uh ideas and and stuff and how like where our preferences lie and what we look for in wrestling and stuff so which we'll get into don't don't uh don't you fret um um but um so yeah i was gonna ask your first match do you remember the first match uh, on the card, Nick? Of uh... first match on that card, I or the first match you remember from that show, or was it just the Rumbles that like caught your attention most? I mean, it was the Rumbles because that's that's honestly still my my favorite pay per view. It's probably of the, year. the best match, yeah. To, like introduce somebody to because you get to see all the wrestlers coming out, yeah. and that's not even all of them, but like it gives you like a good introduction to who's on the roster. Yeah. Um, so it was very enlightening for someone who uh, hadn't seen any wrestling in in hardly any form besides like the commercials they used to show on tv for like action figures or whatever yeah and they'd show like a john cena action figure and like you'd know john cena you know the undertaker um but it's like the big names that somehow make it out into the general public everyone's like oh yes i've heard of this person before now you get to like see and then you see the and like random weird zach riders and and stuff like that that's yeah 
Yeah, I, um, I just want to uh, sort of uh, yeah. pipe in and say, yeah, no, the, the Royal Rumble, personally, for me, it's probably my favorite gimmick match. I remember, um, besides WrestleMania, going to see it with friends um, for at least two or three Royal Rumbles. I personally, sort of as a birthday gift, because uh, Royal Rumble uh, happens my birthday month, January, what up? Yeah. Um, and getting that as like uh, my birthday present was like, ask my parents if they could uh, pay for the pay-per-view uh, for me because uh, the Royal Rumble is, if you were ever to really like try to get friends, new friends into wrestling, I think the, the Royal Rumble matches should be high up on your yeah. list in terms of like what you have to show. Uh, I remember we showed a mutual friend uh, a Royal Rumble as well on her uh, first foray into, into that. I think a year before Nick, maybe. Um, and uh, that was also, I think, what she mentioned that got her into it. And now she's out of it. But uh, it's what got her into it. Uh, and I think that it, it really is. And for those who uh, heard gimmick match and were like, what the hell does that mean? Um, <laughs> that's just any match that's not a normal one-on-one match. Uh, not a normal vanilla match. Not, not a normal think. vanilla match. It's like a chocolate Not your match typical that or, you would uh, think. Yeah. Or a strawberry match, maybe a butterfly sprinkles on there. <laughs> oh, this is probably the whole ice cream parlor realistically cuz yeah. you got like thir- uh, 30 people and one 30 year, scoops even of more 30 than flavors. That. 30 exactly. flavors. It's Baskin Robbins right there. <laughs> you got the whole the ice cream shop right there and you got all the different toppings and flavors and you just throw it all together and you know, you you make sure that before it melts, you know, you have a little taste of this, a little taste of that. Yeah. That it works really well. Um, so I guess going off of that, we talked about gimmick matches. I guess Nick, I'd like to know your uh, your favorite gimmick match. Oh, it's uh, it's easily the Rumble. There's yeah. there's no feel, yeah no contest. It's so good. In in my to me, Rumble's obviously top. Rumble's mm-hmm. number one, hundred percent. But I think that for me, Elimination Chamber is like a, a like the second. It's a little bit farther. Like it's like that big a gap. But I think it's probably my second favorite. Uh, I'm trying to think of other. I I like that too. Like the um, an Elimination match where it's like last one standing, King of the Hill style. Yeah. That mm-hmm. that gets that gets me as well. Um, it's it's the match where like if one pin happens, that's not the end of it. I like yeah. those. Yeah, like that's why, it, like, that's why tables going. matches are hard because yeah you know you put some everybody loves when other people get thrown through tables so if it's just a tables match and you have to go through one table then it's just boring boring we want more we want tables we want tables everybody chants it all the time um <laughs> but going off of off of the gimmick discussion i'm interested to to kind of get an idea of what style of wrestling you kind of like connect with the most like is it the freaking big meaty men smacking meat is my one of my favorites big e uh likes to say or uh you know tag wrestling comedy wrestling stuff like that where where, where do you where do you lie justin you go first um sorry before uh getting to that question jamie i know just i'll throw in my favorite gimmick match that isn't uh the rumble rumble it's probably either hell in a cell or Mm -hmm. a good old tlc match with a ladder stipulation where you have to climb up a ladder so okay yeah we could probably address that later on because we we still got time but um those are before you know a certain company decided to ruin uh, the matches that they have their combatants <laughs> be in in those but that's 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 for later um yeah we'll in terms of um overall style that's a really good question because i can 
easily say, sort of going back to the ice cream analogy, I think I'm at times I'm a fan of everything. If done right or if done and presented, you know, with purpose and that uh, the performer shows that they care about what they're doing and that they're really invested in what they're trying to do. I think that um, that I'm a fan of everything. But if I do to pick one specific style, I remember when I was younger, I really liked, you know, your powerhouses, you know, kind of like you said, your big meaty big men slapping meat sort of style. Yeah. But I think as I've gotten older, I really kind of enjoyed the maybe more all around or maybe even more the the high flying style, maybe with a little bit of brawling. Thrown list in some there. names, list some names. I'd like to hear some names. Well, in, in terms of all around, a guy who just came back to wrestling that everyone's so happy. Oh, yeah. And he's um, probably my number two all-time wrestler, uh, favorite of all time, CM we'll, Punk. We'll get we'll get into tops. Don't don't worry about that. Oh, good. But yeah, I think he, I think he might leave. he might be like the most like perfect all around kind of wrestler in, in my mind as well. I know you don't have a lot of uh, experience with, uh, with punk uh, Nick, but um, where do you, where do you, you lie in the, in the wrestle style? Preferences? Yeah. Um, I'm, I enjoy watching almost everything. Just like uh, Justin mentioned, uh, if it's done well, if it's done right, like, you can make anything interesting but yeah. for me it's like the stuff that's like really out there that's like unique i'm yeah. really into that so like if if someone's got like a style that no one else has you're drawing my attention i'm i'm dying to see that stuff so um for me it's mostly like the big flashy moves those really get me so like high flyers um some examples of that let's go um, jeff hardy um classic very good, good choice um will osprey okay uh, all right fantastic so good. i didn't know i didn't know you you and you watch much of him that's cool yeah um his his stuff's amazing he's so good. um but ricochet, uh, ricochet yes mm. um just anybody who like goes to the top rope very yeah. often that that gets me i'm like oh that's exciting like sure. i, I want to see what happens um so yeah, that'd be for me. But also, um, comedy wrestling is fantastic too. So good. There's so many good names. Uh, Santino Morella, um, Orange Little Cassidy. Canadian boy. Um, yeah. There's just something about them because their style is also like super unique to them. Yeah. Uh, there's not really people who who copy that. So it's it's just very interesting to watch when it's outside of like the normal realm of what you consider wrestling to be. Yeah, and I think that there's something in that as well for for more casual, uh, like getting people in, interested in wrestling. That like seeing something like a comedy match, like an Orange Cassidy match, like a Santino Morella match, like you mentioned, I feel like there's this preconception with wrestling a lot of the time that's like uh, people believe it it's real like it, they don't realize it's fake but showing somebody that like a, a comedy match it's obviously like parody and it's funny and and you can laugh at it and you know that the people you're with are like yeah wrestling is just kind of a fun performance art that's special and on that note yeah. one of my favorite comedy gimmick matches is between two wrestlers that aren't even there they're both invisible <laughs> invisible that. man versus invisible stan is one of the greatest comedy wrestling matches 
um because yeah. both these wrestlers are invisible for for the audience at home yeah um it, it's not that they, they don't exist they're there they're just invisible okay so <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you gotta see it to believe it it's and, yeah fantastic. it's a marvel and it's a marvel of uh of a match so so the referee he can see them because he's got uh the bad boy vision glasses on yeah. so <laughs> and uh all right well if we're, if we're being serious there they're not actually there it's no it's what are you intense. talking about breaking the people at home need to understand that the wrestlers they're not actually there don't tell anybody this is this is something i've figured out myself oh, <laughs> no. scoops he's got the scoops yeah but uh the entire it's it's not just the wrestlers and the referees that make the match it's it's the audience too because yeah. if if they're believing it and they're getting into it, it just makes the performance so much better. So and that's yeah. and that's it, like you don't realize it until it's gone, right? Like uh, over the COVID time and having to like you know do no uh, like no audience shows and just perform in front of like screens or or empty arenas, you can tell there's like just an energy and a you know passion that's kind of just sapped from from the the performers just the audience like a lot of people don't enjoy watching that kind of stuff right like you don't if you can't like if it's not like visceral and like you can feel emotion kind of flowing around then it kind of it kind of you know fades away but uh yeah i think uh kind of um it's like imagine like if you were at a concert or like a sporting event and it, it was the same thing like I think if you were a fan, you would still enjoy it. But, you know, the crowd really adds to adds to the element. You know, it could take like something going on that's really good and can sort of elevate it to that like really great or like elite level uh, status of, yeah. of, you know, what you're what you're viewing. So with uh, what's gone on in the world over the past like year and a half, couple of years, I think uh, something like uh, wrestling is really, really being affected. And I think it just sort of goes to show you just how much you know certain companies might pander to the crowd being like you're what makes us go and all that but no it, mm-hmm. it, it it's been pretty obvious now now that it, it was taken away and thankfully mm-hmm. right now they're they're getting back to where they once were yeah slowly but surely they're getting there and uh it's exciting it's exciting times and and also going off that there's like the audience can also tell you what they think like right there right then they can, they can, you know, they can dictate uh, creative choices, you know, character choices and, and stuff, which uh, it's like improv. It, it leads to improv and it's, it's just a huge performance, performative sport, if you will. And then I think that's, I think that's what's special about it is it's a little bit of everything all wrapped up into one. So there's not like which which shocks me as to why not more people don't like like love it you know like i feel it feels weird to me that something that has everything is so kind of like polarizing or or not as popular it, it feels like it should be pop more popular than it is which is well back weird. in the day it it definitely was yeah um in in the height of um the rock and, and steve austin and yeah all that um because everybody knew what was going on 
it wasn't just oh inside the wrestling circles or yeah. whatever and even um, like the H- hogan days like back yeah in the 80s, oh, yeah back true. in the 80s yeah no it was it was it was funny how it kind of went like uh like a, almost like a hill almost you know you got the height of the 80s and then sort of the early mid 90s it couldn't have been any worse uh wwf slash e style at least yeah. and then the late 90s with wcw and um wwf going like head to head and then being i think higher higher than they had never been at that point and then sort of going through a bit of a lull as well in the early 2000s so it does do that a lot though like it roller coasters all the time which is oh yeah yeah all the time and yeah. i mean the uh for for those of us like us who follow it fairly regularly we know like it's it's pretty big all over especially in uh, in japan it uh dare i say it could be bigger over there than it is here but it's maybe. just uh you different maybe there's a different cultural significance to it or maybe it's just uh the way yeah. that japanese fans are compared to north american and i fans think socially or... like it's kind of it fits a different kind of social realm yeah and it doesn't in, in like the west no 100 percent. i i think um you know, like how there's the whole debate of it being fake and yeah. how, you like, obviously it's not a real sport, like, because there's a predetermined winner. But, I mean, for it to be fake, uh, to tell that to the people who are constantly getting injured, doing the moves that are so fake kind of thing. And it's, um, I think, actually a, a wrestler who wrestled for wwe for a bit then he moved to tna impact um mr ken uh he was ken kennedy in wwe was ken anderson outside yeah i remember he actually had a t-shirt i really wanted to get uh i would have been probably i don't know 13 14 when he came out with this maybe a couple years before that sure that literally just said pro wrestling is real on the front of it and on the back of it it said people are fake which I, it kind of really struck a chord because, I mean, hey, yeah, wrestling's fake. You want to know what else is fake? Your favorite TV show and movie is probably fake. It's probably it's most likely fake, but yeah, or fake to some extent. Like, I feel like that's such a, a lazy and, you know, unfair kind of thing because you look at wrestlers all the time. They break bones. They injure themselves. Concussions are severe in, in the sport, as we see with, like, the likes of Daniel Bryan and stuff. Mm-hmm. um so you know there's there's a lot of that stuff in, involved in it but yeah i think that socially it fits a fits a very interesting realm um but kind of going off of off off that path and branching into another path i'm gonna kind of i want to kind of get into your favorites uh in terms of wrestling wrestlers and stuff like that um so uh nick's got a little bit less of a of an experience with uh, with wrestlers but uh, i'm very that's that's why i'm most interested in your uh your answers here uh so like give me a top five a top 10 uh wrestlers that uh that you love you can i i will say this you can group tag teams together okay cool cool one two um for me it's it's both like a mix of like the persona that these wrestlers have and then for some of them it's just their their pure ability their skill um so if i'm gonna pick like most of my picks are gonna be like newer ones that i'm more familiar with but like based on like that love for for wrestling i've gone back and i've watched a lot of like the older stuff 
uh, that they have on YouTube or that I can find online as well. So um, for me, some of my favorites, um, I'm, I really like some of like the, uh, the gimmick comedy wrestlers. So uh, Orange Cassidy is up there. Mm -hmm. um, Santino is definitely in, in that <laughs> top 10 because uh, his stuff's great. Um, yeah. But like, I also really like the brutality of some of like the older people. So Triple H, um, he's, he's definitely in my top 10. Okay. Um, that's a name some people might actually be familiar with because he, he was, he's a really big name. Mm -hmm. um, I think I really got into him after he like shaved his head. So newer Triple H, but sure. it's that look that I was like, damn, this. He does. Yeah. I, he, with the long I hair, like he was still. year old man who's bald <laughs> yeah. with a beard <laughs> kicking people's ass. <laughs> There's just something about that look that's just so damn menacing. Um, it does look like literally the final boss of a video game, does yeah, it not? Yeah, kind of looks like Kratos, games. doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, he does. Very kind of looks does. like Kratos. But yeah, okay. So we got Triple H, Santino, and Orange Cassidy. Orange, Orange Cassidy, Cassidy, by the way, uh, very big, uh, big star currently in the uh, Upstart Company, uh, All Elite Wrestling, which we'll get into a little bit later. But uh, yes, number four. Number four. I, I know they're really... not probably in order, but. I had a big uh, a Matt Hardy phase, um, I but I, I enjoy Jeff as well. So we'll just combine them in, the in Hardy Boys. Okay. Sure. Um, who else am I super big on? Uh, Ricochet uh, is great. I uh, enjoy his his stuff because he just flips around everywhere like crazy ass madman, yeah. and he's not getting utilized by the company well, and it makes me angry. Uh, I agree. <laughs> I agree. But, I third um, that absolutely. Yeah. Uh, some of the uh, the darker stuff I'm getting really into because um, uh, I don't know some of those like edgy characters are are really interesting as well. So um, bit of a touchy subject right now, but uh, Bray Wyatt is definitely in that yeah. in that top category. Uh, we're probably going to talk about him for for a good while, maybe later. <laughs> um. But like dark characters, so Bray Wyatt, um, Undertaker, uh, yeah. Mankind, I was big on because um, he's so cool. he's had Mick Foley has had an amazing career. He's definitely top five, maybe even top three for me. Um, yeah. he's, he's like had, the most. He's probably the most versatile wrestler. Yeah, in the world. for sure. He's had all the different gimmicks you could think of. Um, oh yes, uh, for the audience, gimmick in this situation means something that's not a normal person <laughs> something different something different so about Mick Foley yes Mick Foley has wrestled under uh three or four different personas that I know of yeah, um just as himself um Cactus Jack uh Dude Love and and Mankind mm -hmm. and they're all great they all have their own little flair to them uh but he, he just sort of shines through in everything that he does. He's one of like the most hardcore wrestlers that I believe has, has graced the stage. <laughs> yeah. um, he takes so many crazy ass hits. Insane. Um, you viewers at home, listeners at home are probably aware of um, the meme where it's like, Oh, just so you, just so you reminded you um, undertaker through mankind off hell of a cell. Uh, in I don't know what year that was 97 98 98 Ni King of the Ring 1998 
I better be yeah. right because I'm saying this like I know it. I'm 99% <laughs> sure right now. <laughs> but yeah, that's probably right. one of like the most like watched matches of all time. That's probably yeah. like the best known match. Um, but yeah, I feel like I've I've listed off a, a good number. Yeah, I mean, all of them I second and third and fourth because very, very, I like that, that. One of my favorite things about your list is the like, you know, diversity of it all. Because mm. you, you look at a lot of people and, and they tend to veer into one kind of category of wrestler. Like a lot of people enjoy just pure technical, you know, masterclass wrestlers. A lot of people, myself included, dive into the more more charactery kind of kind of realm of wrestlers um but i like that you have like a mixture of a bunch of different ones in your in your top uh top list justin how about you we've we've mentioned one of yours uh but let's let's hear some some more yeah i've been trying to sort of think of a top five list uh just while uh uh, thankfully nick was uh (laughs) went went first so i had a bit of time to to think um I was thinking about sort of doing a descending order, you know, going from number five to number one. Um, So I'd say probably number five um, has to be Edge, you know, good old, once again, good old Canadian boy. Um, As a kid, absolutely despised him, could not hate him anymore. But of course, he was a heel, you're AKA the bad guy. You're not supposed to like the bad guy. And I think even nowadays, I like to try to be one of those fans that actually helps the product. You know, I want to cheer the the good guy or the baby face or, mm-hmm. or the good gal, uh, who, whoever that may be, and boo, boo the villain in the situation. And I think that um, Edge's run, I want to say from 2005, like when he won uh, Money in the Bank, uh, cashed, eventually cashed it in on Cena till he was forced to retire due to multiple injuries but specifically an injury to his neck mm-hmm. no one could really touch that that sort of heel run i found technically in the ring i always thought like eh, you're not like the best but you know what you never turned turned away when edge was uh was wrestling because he, he always he did might be the most that... captivating wrestler exactly. in my mind that i can really recall at least he, he was yeah. he was at the height when I started getting into it. So I think that plays a, plays a factor, but he's, oh, he's gotta be top, top, uh, top 10 for myself as well. Like, I think he, he's actually won the most, uh, championships. Uh, he's the most decorated of all time. Like, you know, in terms of tag team championships, intercontinental, oh, yeah. pretty sure United States. And- I mean, if you don't count our truth. I think our truth yeah, might have Yeah, yeah, that's a no, there's a there's a bit of an asterisk beside our truth, but <laughs> hey, also solid worker in his own right and does yeah. his role underrated for sure. Perfect perfection his his role, but um no, moving on number 4, I would say uh one of my current favorites and um current favorites of NXT, uh, I would say is uh Johnny Gargano. Yes. Sorry, did I say he's number five? I meant number no, four. No, you said you said four. You said four. Okay, good, good, good. I was confused. I'm like, did I say five what again? No. What happened to number two and three? <laughs> he's going five I'm going to descending. one. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I'd say current my current favorite in NXT, not the biggest guy, 
quite built actually, but listed at five foot nine. So he could be shorter, but I just think in terms of a baby face run, there has not been a better baby face in the history of uh, NXT as we, we have known it than Johnny Gargano. I think his um, matches with longtime tag team partner turned bitter rival uh, Tommaso Ciampa uh, was absolutely amazing. And I was always team Gargano. I see yeah. uh, Jamie here. He's very I'm just, other side of the coin right now. Back, okay. <laughs> I will, I will clarify. So for the longest time and probably very similarly to my thoughts in, uh, in the Marvel episode, the MCU episode is I didn't like Johnny Gargano because Justin liked him. I think I feel like that is like the main reason as to why, um but now his his current character that that he he's uh going through now might be you know top my top top five uh for myself at this point too because he's so good but yeah i didn't think he had it in him but hey he he's been able to be both a baby a good guy and a bad guy baby face and heal really well he's a top-notch wrestler and yeah, he's had moments where it's like, okay, dude, you're a little bit too overpowered right now, and you're not this overpowered. But I think, given the moment, in, it, the, in the moments, you know, you gotta yeah. you gotta live in the moments, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, number three, current favorite wrestler in AEW, and probably my current favorite wrestler overall is uh, Darby Allen. Right. Here's a guy who's smaller than Gargano, listed at five foot eight and 170 pounds. I'm like, there's there's no way he's even that. He's legs, yeah. tiny. He is tiny. Like all of us, I'm pretty sure are bigger than him. Hmm. But I think part of the appeal um, for me is that he basically takes all that because he definitely hears everyone saying there's no way you can survive. He takes all that and basically gives them the finger. The things that he does, the amount of pain he puts himself through, like I think yeah. it's part of the reason, um, Nick, why I also like Mick Foley. It's like not a typical sort of you know, big muscular uh, wrestler. So how do you make yourself stand out when you're not physically the uh, biggest or most fit person on the roster? You got to make yourself stand out. What's one way to do it that not many people are going to? Throw yourself into things that no one else would because everyone knows how much pain that's going to cause you. It, and- it actively pisses me off. It actively pisses me off that this guy just throws himself around, freaking head first, dives out of the ring. Hey, I think it helps when you're five and a half feet match like, through tables and stuff. Like when you're like five and a half feet and you weigh less than Rey Mysterio, I he's think he's gonna it, break it, it himself hurt. in half. Oh, he he probably will. I think he's even admitted like he's not gonna have a long career. So you know, it's it's enjoy it while it's here. He's enjoying himself, and there's something about him that it's sort of like a Jeff Hardy where he doesn't really have to say it. It's just sort of that connection that he has with the audience. He's got got like the unspoken charisma. Yeah, the it factor. Yeah, uh, you you could say or something about him. It's like, kid, you don't we don't know what you have, but you have it. Whatever it is, you're connecting with the audience, and you're getting everyone to chant your name. You know, Darby. Darby, his his entrance music, I think, is uh, also underrated. One of the best uh, going right now. You know, kind of a uh, not really Goldberg guess, but there's that beat that you go, you know, dun 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 You get, you know, it really gets yeah. gets the blood pressure going. It gets you. Uh, you really like, like his su- team, I know. <laughs> super excited to see him. Um, I always but, uh, just for reference, number- audience. I always mute him when he uh, when we watch AEW pay per views because he always tries to fucking sing that damn song. Hey, just, you can't mute me now. I We're could, going to see each I, other. Hey, look at me. Look at me. 
There we go. Muted, silenced forever and for always. <laughs> um, do you want to unmute yourself? You want to unmute yourself? Go ahead. Uh, but uh, but yes, oh, there I'm, I, I have it full I do, screen. I'm like, where the heck's the unmute button? <laughs> I do I do agree that I mean he's not my he's not in my top list, but uh, but I do like it's hard to deny that the guy's got like uh, the audience connection. He's got the skill in the ring, even though it makes me like crazy it's a to little, watch him wrestle. It is. It's it's hard to believe at times when he's facing a guy double his size and like double his weight. But, but as you said, his like mm-hmm. his like he throws himself at you. He'll like. He's got that resiliency, you know, he's, yep. he's kind of, he's, he's kind of a mixture between Johnny, like face Johnny Gargano and Mick Foley uh, in a lot yeah, of ways, in a way. it's really interesting. In a listeners funny way. who aren't into wrestling at all, when we talk about throwing themselves into things, we're talking glass, we're talking thumbtacks, we're talking yeah. setting themselves on fire, yeah. like this crazy shit okay. <laughs> yeah, will, absolutely. And getting hit in the head like a million times with a steel chair without blocking luckily they phased that out but that was a very mcfoley yeah. thing and i'm pretty sure yeah. and knowing what we know now back then he would have taken a few less uh, shots like that but oh, I'm sure. he did it for our entertainment it's why we all love him yeah. but yeah it, not many people it's, would do that he it's, he, it's he hard took to, the pain it's hard to believe that people would like like see something like like i mean it's it's queasy to watch right but at times like they're doing it's... they're doing this to like entertain millions of people which is to this day memorable. whenever anyone sees mick foley during a pay-per-view or an event or anything people will chant you sick fuck over and over and over <laughs> again he honestly and i swear is. to god he, he loves it he probably oh for sure lives for that shit so absolutely but i wonder oh i wonder god. if he's got like regrets or anything of the stuff that he's done like maybe he freaking loves it maybe he's like i wouldn't change any of it for the world like i know he's had a million hip surgeries and like had to get a whole bunch of sh- like surgeries done on all over his body but like the he's probably he's like obviously an adrenaline junkie of some sort and he has to be like yeah like nick said you have to be sick to it, you have to be kind of <laughs> twisted and like messed up in the head to do some of the things that that these guys do but they yeah. they, they did it um, and they do it for they do it for the audience they do it for us and that's yeah for like creativity and performance and except their yeah. version is getting hit in the head or other parts of their body multiple yeah. times until it okay hurts a lot. number two sir sorry number two i didn't mention him before that would be cm punk um i remember his earlier wwe days as kind of a bland baby well maybe not bland bland for his standards He's but as a baby face i i really liked i loved his punk rock look the tattoos which yeah I'm his personally, ecw run yeah his ecw run he, he, i had no clue about his ring of honor work but i was a huge fan of his wwe him and yeah. when he turned heel i remember being at a pay-per-view uh with a uh, group of friends back then and he cashed in on jeff hardy a friend of mine was wearing a punk shirt, literally took it off, threw it on the ground, <laughs> come to find by the next pay-per-view. He, he said he legitimately burned that t-shirt wow, and contacted really? WWE and got another shirt because CM Punk did the heeliest bat, most bad guy move at the time, which is touching and ca- or, sorry, cashing in on Jeff Hardy goes to show you the guy could be literally could be your top good guy or bad guy. He is he's that good. I think he could wrestle a bit of every style. He could be a power guy. He could be a high flyer. He could be a technical guy, which is, um, you know, try to make someone tap out. He's, he's got a little bit of everything. And I think the 
the charisma for him. Oh my God. What babyface uh, punk. I never thought could be that good on the mic. Yeah. Oh no, 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 no. I was mistaken. The guy has potential for days or not potential actual. <laughs> he's been, he proved it. He's got, yeah. he's got it for days. It's the reason when you have were away from wrestling for seven years, just recently making your return uh, last Friday on uh, an AEW rampage show, one of their shows mm-hmm. and the amount of people you get talking, it just show, goes to show you that there's, it takes a truly special someone and unique someone to be away from something you used to do for seven years and still like get stopped by people in the streets all the time. So when you going back to wrestling, yeah, people loved him that much. And he was sort of, I, I want to say sort of the adult's favorite wrestler during a time, the early 2010s, when it was very kitty centric PG, very, sure. you know, John Cena, uh, hustle, loyalty, respect, you know, the new mm-hmm. age Hulk Hogan. He added, a, he added a level prayers. of like, you know, cool, you know, which yeah, was, which exactly. was really lacking. Um, and number one for you, sir, number one. Number one, sorry, because I know I've been going on and I could go on and on. The Undertaker. WWE guy through and through, but this, you cannot build a more perfect wrestler. Size, he's like six, they list him at 6'10". I think he's 6'8". Doesn't matter, that's still massive like around 300 pounds agile can do anything and by far my favorite character of all time which really should not make any sense because his character he is a (laughs) dead mortician yet has these weird powers to like control things and teleport it 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 makes no sense so dumb and should not work (laughs) but in the hands of anyone else i bet it would have failed many years ago but mark calloway the the man behind the undertaker character he is also truly special and he was a part of like my sort of pre-teen and teenage years you know mm-hmm. the, the streak at wrestlemania he was around all, for a long, long, a long time. time he's been wrestling since uh, 1990 survivor series 1990 was his debut four years before i was bo- well three and a half years before i was born because it was november mm-hmm. i'm january 94 but guy's been going forever and he's just absolutely fantastic in any way and i will not hear anyone say anything bad about this man because he is the best that, uh, that's right yeah. that's all <laughs> i mean I, there is to say i wholeheartedly agree um i'll quickly run through my top five um i don't really have a top five i like a top 90 but whatever <laughs> um uh, i agree edge undertaker uh both mine i have jeff hardy in mine as well uh like nick and triple h as well um i love bray wyatt as well um those are basically my top five but i also love the new day which we haven't spoken on mm-hmm. but they're probably mm-hmm. uh my current kind of favorite crop of of uh of wrestlers in the past you know five five or so years they're just endlessly entertaining to me when reigns uh who you know is a bit of a a bit of a controversial one but i've loved him since the beginning so you know eat it stuff it whatever you say uh i have batista also on my list good choice um he was also he him and undertaker were the first match i remember ever watching uh on smackdown they had they had some random match on smackdown and i remember seeing or maybe it was like a video package or something but i remember seeing undertaker tombstone the guy on steel steps and forever that's forever changed my life um i have seamus on here which i 
and I know that's a little bit of a weird one, but he's also, he also kind of, I think my first major pay-per-view that I watched was him taking the title off of Cena in the tables match at TLC one year. Uh, and for whatever reason, I exploded at that moment. Uh, and he's forever pretty much been a top favorite of mine. I have Daniel Bryan as well. Uh, so just, what do you say? And, uh, also the greatest wrestling legend champion of our day and age, our generation. Oh no. And that is oh, no. the, the Maharaja uh, Hinder Mahal. <laughs> uh, and if you say otherwise, you're just flat out wrong. He's probably the greatest in-ring performer, out of ring performer of all time. So I don't, I don't even want to hear it. Jinder Mahal, the modern day Maharaja um, Calgary's own uh, is you know, one of the greatest of all time. Also, Kevin Owens, shout out, because he's also great. And Sami Zayn. Fuck Bret Hart. Ooh. <laughs> oh, you can't say that as a Canadian? That is treason. He's, he's the worst Canadian wrestler of all time. Anyways, we're moving on. Nope, get, get, uh, out, get out. Get out. Get out. I usually get just out. say that to, to piss off Justin, because for whatever reason, he, like, dies by that, just because he's Canadian. He's literally the Canadian who paved the way for the rest of them. Yeah, but he's just not entertaining to me. Anyways, we're moving on. I'm, I'm leading this conversation. This is my podcast. We're moving on, okay? Justin? <laughs> Do you want me to mute you again? I'll mute you again. Don't you dare push my buttons like that. Anyways, moving on. Uh, uh, I've asked you these this question a few times. Uh, it's a little, it's off what we were just talking talking about. Moving on, as I said. Um, but I've asked you these questions, and I just want to get it on record, basically. So, if you had to wrestle anyone in a match, one v one, who would it be, and why? And second follow-up question to that is, if you had to tag with any wrestler, uh, who would it be and why? Uh, we've talked about this a few times, but I want I want concrete, solid answers. Nicholas, Mc- go first. <laughs> okay. Um, if I had to wrestle against anyone, I'd probably want it to be somebody safe, someone who's known for for being safe in the ring. Um, so. For that, it's probably going to have to be Cesaro for me. Uh, Swiss Cyborg, he is a fantastic wrestler. He's probably the strongest wrestler pound for pound uh, on the roster at the moment. Um, yeah, wouldn't be surprised. For I sure. would say so. Um, but yeah, I, his moveset is, is cool. No, crap. No, no. I changed <laughs> oh, my mind. Not Cesaro. Oh, change up, change up. We're not, we're not doing Cesaro. We're going, Cesaro. We're going Baron Corbin. Oh, <laughs> I feel like okay. he is also a very safe wrestler. Um, yeah. And his moveset is amazing. It's probably one of my favorite movesets. Yeah. He's got so many cool moves. And I would like, probably get seasick if I fought a match with him. But, yeah. uh, but uh, I totally see the appeal of that. But damn, like just to have like an array of, of crazy ass moves. Yeah. Uh, and, you done... get the, and you get the character stuff with him, too. Yeah. He's like a really big kind of character kind of kind of guy. So I totally see the appeal in that. And, like, none of his matches are just like, oh, it's just one guy wrestling another guy. There's story to them. Mm-hmm. There's always story to a Baron Corbin match. Um, so, yeah, if anything, it will probably be Baron Corbin because I'd get to get to act a bit. I'd get to get yeah. screwed over by a whole bunch of different moves. Um, so, yeah, that would be fun as hell. Um, if I had to tag with someone. Yeah. Uh, man. 
that one's difficult. Um, I'm trying to think of someone like if i were to wrestle what would my style be that's what i'm thinking yeah so and who, who would, would match your style yeah who would who would be good with that so um i think i think i'm gonna pick uh i think i'm gonna go our truth yeah i love our truth uh in a tag match would be great because just like with baron corbin there's always story to his matches um he's he's very much a comedy wrestler uh, but he can get serious at times too, so that's that's great. Um, and I think just um, he's been in a tag in tag teams before because um, he was with uh, the Miz, right? He was with the Miz at one point. I think he was with Mike Knox uh, before your I have time. No uh, idea who the yeah. heck Mike Knox is. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, he's been he's been around with with a bunch. Yeah, of he's tag- been uh, a tag cha- uh, champion too. Yeah. He's, he's won titles oh, for before. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, I I think that'd be a, a great tag partner. I like that answer. That's a really really fun answer, especially now he's like tops of the comedy uh, yeah. pile at the moment. So that fits with your your style, Nick. I mean, uh, Nick, thank you very much for that one. Uh, and Justin, uh, who who are your answers? Your opponent of choice and your tag partner of choice. Okay, I'm I'm trying to think. Is this like something where? conceivably storyline wise i'd have a fair chance of beating or is this just like that's up to you if you any... want to win your match then oh, go, i, I like, hella know i'm of... losing to baron corbin like i, I already know i'm losing so <laughs> oh, no we're, i mean at the moment losing. he's like he's bum he's bum that's true baron corbin so yeah. like he has to lose to you technically like, right you know, now like, yes <laughs> so he can hit you with all his moves and stuff but you get to kick out and then pin him with a roll up or something uh but yeah you, it, it depends it's whatever you uh, you want it to be and and sorry to follow it up with another question, but could this be? Is this someone who is currently a wrestler, or can this be uh, a legend or someone? You who... know what? I'll say do whatever you want. Okay. Any era, Creative any time rain. period. Creative, Creative rain. Yeah. Ooh. Now, this one wrestler, because I'm trying to stay away from the ones I've already mentioned, but one on one actually, I think would be an, an interesting and entertaining match. Give me a cane. Ooh, uh, God, Undertaker's storyline brother I mean I totally would get my ass kicked because yeah. Kane is a, a monster a, a bigger one but I remember seeing a stat going by like the safe worker thing I think Kane maybe had like two or three injuries with the, the opponents he worked with but yeah liter- quite literally the safest and most consistent wrestler I think WWE has ever had consistently Maybe. underrated i i would say I, I found he was almost kind of like just below that main event tier but he was almost like that okay to get into like that upper echelon you know your your rock your stone cold steve austin eventually like your john cena your batista your edge your undertaker mm-hmm. gotta go through kane first so if yeah. i want to prove i'm a main event he's, he's basically the jinder mahal of the past if you if you ask me anyways moving on but um i think that'd be a a fun match i mean yeah i I would definitely get my ass kicked by him but it'd be done in a safe way and kane is he's a first ballot hall of famer like i I think personally um was always more of a guy at least the way i i perceived it that he just wanted to be on the show all the time like he's like if you want to give me a title sure why not but i I just want to be featured because like that way i'm consistent i'm getting consistent paycheck blah 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 yeah and i i I think uh, i always really i really liked his uh storyline behind his wrestler his his gear that he would wear his debut against uh 
well, not even against, he debuted in that um, first ever Hell in a Cell match between Shawn Michaels and Undertaker, ripped the cell door off, and yep. Tombstone Undertaker, like, talk about impactful. The guy, the guy's a, a legend, so I think you got to throw that on the resume, even with uh, probably getting beaten in, like, 20 seconds. But, you know, details, details. Yep. In terms of who I would want to tag with, that's also a good question because I want to tell me, baby, try to stay me. away from away from the top five list I already mentioned because it would easily be any one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? Right now, give me the Hangman, Hangman Adam Page. I think that would be a great tag. You'd team. get over just by proxy. That's good. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I think the guy's got a cool move set. I think he's the most the hottest baby face in wrestling today. That's literally and figuratively literally and figuratively Hot Everyone, in the in the attractive sense not in the on fire sense he, he he's a cowboy he's not li- so, literally on fire as well yeah so. no hey he's a cowboy for those who are who are into that kind of character yes. but i think um he he's someone who i think fans were originally not happy that he was where he was which was uh sort of when AEW started he was in the title match against chris jericho and yeah, but it lost sense. and i i think in a way his his current character i think we could all relate there in that he he dubs himself the anxious millennial cowboy and i think some of <laughs> some of his anxiety problems i think we could all probably relate to so i yeah. feel like he'd be we both would be good partners because we both would know okay you know you can feel that pressure that pressure to succeed and to perform but you know we're here we have each other's back and we're not going to let each other's each other down and he also seems like uh, maybe he has a bit of a drinking problem, but I think he'd be a good drinking buddy. I would, <laughs> I love, know, to yeah. get, I would love to get a beer with Hangman Page. I, I don't know cool. how that would happen, but I would love just a good old. Maybe if maybe if AEW come to Canada one of these days when the world is not on fire. Oh, uh, there's so much I got to do when whenever <laughs> that that can happen. But yeah, no, that that's on the list for sure. Yeah. Have a beer with uh, with Hangman Adam Page, and while we're at it, he can. Uh, we can think of think of some cool uh, tag team moves. You know, maybe I can like, I don't know what sort of move it could be, but set them up. You don't for need the training, shot. man. What are you trying to come up with moves for? You don't even hey, come on. It's all hypothetical. It it's hypothetical. Moves. You know, think of something. So, but he, um, he he would be a really good tag tag partner. Yeah, I think. I definitely agree. Thank you for partner? your for your partner. Um, partner. I'm gonna. There's. I have like three more kind of main questions. One's a little bit bigger that i don't really want to get into but i feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't mention it so i'm gonna just gonna Jamie, try to... we haven't heard your answer oh my answers okay uh <laughs> the audience wants to know what your answer is okay fine fine audience if you're asking so damn much chill out okay i'm saying okay jiminy christmas my tag team partner of choice uh okay i'm gonna go with my my superstar of choice would be the miz probably but Miz circa like talking smack era Miz. Uh, I'd say he's just like that kind of superstar. He's like the safest wrestler of all time, but he also has that like he cuts promos like no one else, especially back then. He was, he's, you know, just top. He might be top top five heel in the in the business that I can think of at the moment, uh, but like he's always been he's always been very very uh, captivating and and can get the audience going and uh, maybe turn me babyface. Who knows? Um, uh, babyface for all those uh, watching at home is the good guys and heel for whatever reason means bad guy. I don't know. Um, 
But my tag team partner, that's a harder one. I think it's been the hardest one for all of us, uh, seemingly. Uh, and I don't know why it's so hard, but it There's is. so many wrestlers. Like, you could pick anybody. There that's, are. That's I'm trying fun. to think if I want a rest, like a, a, a tag team wrestler or if I want just like a wrestler that I'd like to hang out with. <laughs> hang out with. Uh, because I'm thinking like... Huh. Huh. I don't know. I legitimately have oh Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn. He'd be my tag team partner choice. He's an overthinker like I am. He likes to to talk and he's got a great character at the moment of the conspiracy victim, and I love that. Um but yeah. Uh okay, those are my answers. And now moving on to the good choices. Heavy the heavy question. And that's the that's like the only one I could think of. Uh there's probably a ton of other ones that uh, all of us would love to have his tag team partners or, or opponents. Um, but I want to get into a little bit of a spicier question. And that's kind of, it, it comes with a little, with, with a little bit of hope and, and love. Uh, and that question is why wrestling? Because wrestling is a pretty crappy fucking industry. You know, like looking at all the dirt sheets, all the releases lately, all the, you know, bad management, all, all this, all that stuff, you know, all the toxicity that, that kind of surrounds it. Why, how, how do you push through that and remain a fan uh, and stuff like that? Anybody can start if you have an answer. Cause honestly, I don't have a fucking answer either. <laughs> I think that's, that's the big consensus. No one really has an answer. Um, it's it's a fickle mistress wrestling because like it, you you give your love to it and all it does is take away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like you you devote all your all your love and your hopes and your dreams into into your favorites, and it's like a an episode of Game of Thrones. They kill them off one by one until you're left with nothing, and you're still watching it just for some sense of completion of, of end to it i guess um because game of thrones last season absolutely sucked but um i mean like that's that's the sort of thing we're going through with wrestling now because yeah. when i started um things were okay i want to say yeah. they weren't getting rid of people um they made some like, interesting choices but like nothing. everybody had their moment like it was it was good like um but now it's just like companies have picked like their top five and it's just like, we're going to push the hell out of these people and everyone else can just screw off. So it's, it's, it's a bit disheartening to see, but like you, I can't say I grew up with it because I'm, I'm a new person to it, Mm -hmm. but like, it's sort of being able to be with friends and watch it. Like Jamie, Justin, um, I feel like that's a big part of it too. It's the social aspect. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's totally. Cause, uh, I met Justin through wrestling. I, I would have never met Justin otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, Same. And a whole bunch of other friends that we've made through this. Mm-hmm. Um, our, our bonds are a lot tighter now just because we watched wrestling together, which is crazy. But like, that's, that's true. So mm-hmm. it, it's brought me together with a very cool friend circle. Um, and it's, it's something that we, we get to sit around and chat about and lament over and it's <laughs> yeah we're all in it together yeah it's a whole big community experience that you you hate it but at the same time 
it you love it so yeah yeah justin uh to you now as a person who's kind of like been with it for a lot longer than either me or or nick uh, why, i've uh, i've um I've been through like, you know, phases of being really into it and then not um, going away to university uh, back in the fall of 2012. I could definitely say sort of around then I had left wrestling kind of. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe m- maybe my first year I, I had met up with someone. We we bonded over CM Punk specifically for for wrestling. Uh, sure. But I think really after first year, yeah, I, I left it. And honestly, like I had been casually following it like through 2014 2015 2016 i want to say i sort of got back into it because mm-hmm. of like the social aspect with, with uh not you guys but eventually you guys but uh doing it like through friends and yeah. um i think realistically to to follow it now at least one specific company we all we mm-hmm. all know which one yes. i'm referring to the the, the wwe the main one. but yeah. the main one but um it, it it's definitely tricky because you, it, to support them, it's really you'd support the individual wrestlers that you want to support and like try to somehow have them get, you know, the the fruits of their labor because they're they definitely work extremely hard. There's no off season in wrestling. I remember, yeah. uh, I think WWE uh, SmackDown versus Raw 2009. Uh, Jerry the King Lawler even had a line about that <laughs> uh, saying it's not a. Uh, throwing a ball into a net or slapping a puck into it into the net this is serious physical competition blah 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 (laughs) but basically these guys work extremely hard and the booking might not always be there for them which recently basically hasn't been there for anyone minus sort of like nick said you know your your five chosen ones at this point it's like one (laughs) there's one one male one female a couple others who are like upper mid and the rest of them can screw off basically but um i think i think there's still hope um there's competition all over um the funny thing though i think uh even a couple years ago like nick when you were getting into it wwe and at that time was in the mode of we got to sign everyone we got to sign everyone that way our competition can't get them and they can't get bigger and then through this pandemic we were in it seems like they've now done the the exact opposite and it's like oh no we're way too fat of a company in terms of the roster time to cut the fat and mm-hmm. oh they've, they've gone in for liposuction like a like yeah. a, like a freaking celebrity after thanksgiving uh thanksgiving <laughs> meat, dinner honestly holy it's it's yeah on a human level there right now i've never been more disappointed yeah uh, it's, it's the company it's obviously. crushing every month it, it, it seems it they, they release like Proper. 12 15 people all the time yeah it's like and and they're not discriminating they're releasing top guys who have made them millions in merchandise uh they've yeah. released people who it's like wait you're still on the roster and everyone in between so yeah for for them it's becoming increasingly more difficult but if you were to support that that company i think you, you got to find you sort of your wrestlers who through even like their own social media posting uh sort of find someone who you can connect with on a human level and kind of resonate with them i think um, but then but then again you look at that and you're like i'm gonna watch wrestling to support the wrestlers that i love and then wwe likes to just release have releasing sprees so maybe mm -hmm. like next month that wrestler that you've grown to love and to connect with poof they just gone and then like what it's, do you do from there? Yeah. You have to find another one. And it's absolutely soul crushing. But I, I think what's the what's the yeah the the oh the 
when you're like in an abusive relationship but you stay stockholm syndrome stockholm. Is that, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's basically like that like oh jiminy jiminy yeah, I, jiminy christmas i mean for for anyone who would still be in wanted to keep up with wrestling but didn't want to support the big dub company look look elsewhere nowadays i think is uh there's so much oper- or so much choice more now than i think ever before yeah you know you got if you want to like stay in north america you have aew you have impact you have nwa power yeah you have um new, new japan, japan. In, in japan japan has a, a few new japan, yeah new japan strong mexico in, it's really in, big uh, there and in, in throughout europe the united kingdom i think they're they're really good at producing wrestlers so they definitely have uh some yeah. local companies that there would be supporting and japan's it, got a million different things as well oh, honestly it, it's a bit of a chore but i think it's like if you wanted to keep watching wrestling and really be in uh, invested in it still there there are those options it's uh maybe just not as readily available on tv uh as the wwe because uh they're they're as big as they are but um it, it, it's uh it's definitely double-edged sword it's like mm-hmm. great i'm really into this person or great like this great event happened and the follow-up like how often yeah all, all three of us and and a uh, couple others we were at SummerSlam 2019 just uh two years ago yeah what was the Jesus, most iconic thing ago. what was the most iconic thing on that show bray wyatt bray say it louder for the people in the back bray wyatt and where is he now? He got He's released. How do you release him? How exactly? How, How do you release him? It, it's yeah. It's it's baffling. It, the it entire is. wrestling world is is very angry right now with uh, yeah. the big man at uh, at the big company about this. yeah yeah because so. it it makes no sense. He's one of your top producers in terms of like. Merchandise, merchandise, yeah. Talking about him and yeah, it's be it's beyond frustrating because yeah. they're it's being always, told just has, budget cuts, budget cuts for this multi-million oh, that the million billion dollar That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. They're making record profits. You guys got to come up with a better excuse why you're letting. It's just lazy. Go. It's just lazy it, and scared, avoiding confrontation. But absolutely. going off of that. Let's dive a little bit into the more moral, uh, more high morale company currently going, and just I just want you guys to to share some thoughts uh, of your some of your thoughts on uh, on the newest upstart to this uh, wacky world of professional wrestling, all elite wrestling, AEW. I don't watch a lot of it it's only some of the pay-per-views that i've seen yeah um and from what i have seen so far uh i i enjoy it it's another wrestling thing for me to get into and and to start watching it's got a lot of uh the indie wrestlers that i've i've seen on youtube are are have joined there mm-hmm. um and a lot of the wrestlers that got released or um wwe just said that they no longer wanted have ended up there as well and it's it's been really fun and interesting to watch how uh they react to that um not react but how they interact with with each other because you get dream matches that you you could only think of in your head and now they're actually happening 
Yeah. So that's that's great. It's cool. And it's, a lot of the a lot of the the characters and stuff that had had left or or kind of were, you know, semi characters on the independent scene, uh, you kind of get to see them flourish and to expand and to grow and to change a little bit and uh, and kind of become, for lack of a better word, superstars. Yeah. Because like, like a lot of a lot of the indie wrestlers, they don't get times to cut promos or anything. It's just you've come yeah. to do a match somewhere. And you do your match and you pack up and you go home. And I've been to two like indie wrestling shows. Um, and it's, it's so cool to see it in person. Uh, but like, there's no promo, there's no story buildup. It's just this. Yeah. It's, Oh, this guy is here and he's going to wrestle against this guy. And that's, that's all you get. Yeah. So getting a chance to see them, do like their character work and, and build up that sort of uh, persona and you get to watch that unfold. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. Justin, I know you got lots of, lots of love for the, for the <laughs> AE dub. Oh yeah. I, I am very much waving the AEW flag uh, amongst the, the three of us. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Part of me uh, thinks maybe it, it is re- WCW reincarnated. So maybe that's even like really young Justin, four-year-old him sort of maybe coming to coming to light here. But um, me personally, I'm, I'm a huge fan of most of what they've done. They're, they're not perfect. They, they have their things that I look at too. And I'm like, guys, are you trying to like bring our hopes up just to get them down? Cause we already have a company who does that on a consistent <laughs> basis. Like we're, you're supposed to be the savior here, start saving us. But um, like, obviously not, not for everyone. And I'm not going to yeah. tell someone they're wrong if they don't like it. Cause once again, it's try to be positive and what mm-hmm. I like doesn't mean everyone likes it. Tell a certain person headed another company <laughs> that, but uh, I, I digress. Um mm-hmm. I, I personally think they they seem a lot more old school in the sense that they allow their uh, their wrestlers to really have more of a stranglehold on their own career. It's like you want to yeah. you have this creative idea. OK, he, here's um, prove to us why you deserve the time and congrats. You've earned the time. Now go and do your thing and yeah. see if it you works. get like this amount of time you get this like you have to hit these bullet points set up this kind of feud but whatever else you want to do you gotta you gotta kind of make it i honestly don't see it as a wcw kind of thing i i honestly see it as wwe attitude era more than i see it as wcw because i feel like currently wwe is in that wcw era where it kind of is like creatively bankrupt it's like kind of floundering it's getting monotonous and boring and nothing cool happens and it's just kind of flat for for a majority maybe one cool storyline two cool storylines going at once but other than that and aew kind of consistently has something that captures your attention some big moments some big you know cathartic thing and i'm not like a like a aew like marker or fanboy or anything like that i'm i I enjoy them it's not my it's not my real cup of tea uh wrestling wise but i definitely see the appeal of them and i i definitely see see the you know the the good that they do to pro wrestling mm-hmm. it i i am a little bit worried right now because a lot of um 
former WWE uh, wrestlers have been released and signed up by them. So they, mm-hmm. they do have, I think, a delicate act of signing enough people while also not signing too much that it looks like, oh, like a few companies before them, like uh, TNA before they became Impact. It's like, oh, you got released from WWE. Well, we're going to sign you up and we're going to make you our top champion because that just yeah. sort of makes it really look like you're... Uh, you're taking their rejects but the thing so is, far they mo- haven't been doing that though so no everyone they've been signing is top like top notch at what they do and they, i like, think go they, in their they, own directions they exactly. don't all go towards that title you know i think they they do have like a delicate balancing act between the uh stars on their uh the wrestlers on their roster who started with them and been with them since day one and making sure they progress while also taking in these WWE and and uh, guys and gals from other companies and sort of, you know, trying to have enough TV time for everyone and trying to really showcase, okay, this is why this guy is like a main event guy going, he's going to be our top champion versus, okay, here's someone who he's a workhorse. He's going to be like on every show because everyone wants to see him and he he's such a such a good uh safe wrestler versus yeah here, here's someone here for he'll he'll get his, his spot every now and then but he's 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 a bit more on the lighter side you know to balance out the the big big sort yeah. of reactions from everyone else um so far though i i can safely say for for me personally they haven't let me down so i i trust <laughs> for now they haven't given me a reason not to trust them with all this but yeah uh, they, 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 there's always going to be that comparison between, uh, them and WWE, uh, yeah. they're, they're like every, everything in the world. You're going to have your haters on both sides who won't even give it that, uh, each company a chance. And they're just going to be like, you guys suck. Yeah. And wrestling I Twitter is one of the worst in that case. I, I honestly, yeah, think. that's why at times being a wrestling fan, it's like, you're in your like mid late twenties. Why are you still following this? And it's yeah. like one because I like it, so shut up. And two, those, you, yeah. you have a point at times. Yeah, there's but. those moments <laughs> where, like, if you're watching wrestling, let's say you're watching it out in the living room, whatever. Your parents aren't home, your family's not home, whatever. There's moments where, like, a parent can come in and like they look around the corner and see what you're watching, and you're like, yeah, this is this is wrestling. This is what I'm. I'm just watching this match. It's really cool. Uh, and then there's those moments where you're like embarrassed to even like be watching it because there's such like stupid or weird or cringy moments that just like make you realize that being a wrestling fan is, is might be a mistake. Um, <laughs> yeah. There, but, there are uh, those moments for sure. But final two questions here uh, before we get into the lightning rounds. Um, and first one we kind of touched on, but I'd like to get like specific answers for for this and that is if you had to show uh, a non-wrestling fan a match and a superstar uh to get them interested in wrestling what would they be anybody can start oh boy one match one superstar one match one superstar or first match like something to just whet their appetite if you will Mm, that's tough yeah. Um maybe I'd go the WrestleMania 30, Daniel Bryan, uh Triple H. Okay. That, yeah. That's a good yeah. choice. That was the that's opening match. Yeah. yeah. I think that would be a fantastic match. Um 
there are a lot of better matches, some that are a bit controversial. One of my favorite matches um, actually is the uh, the three-way Triple H, um, Benoit, HBK. Oh, yeah, okay. That that match is really good. I really like that match. Yeah. Um, Speaking of, uh, of um, controversial ones, especially uh, these days, one of my favorite matches, I don't know if you saw it, Nick. It might have been. Actually, I think you probably did. Um, the match between... Uh, Velveteen Dream and Alistair Black on NXT um, in uh, in one of uh, Velveteen's first um, takeover matches. Oh, where he was trying to get him to say his name. He tried to get him to yeah, say his name. I, that I was one of my one. favorite yeah. matches yep. of that year. That's um, a great match. But uh, yeah, yeah, some things don't always go the way we want them to. And yeah. uh, we must shun people for their actions when it, it's deserved. So, yeah. uh, uh, how about a superstar? Superstar. Superstar that you're like, you show it to somebody and try to get them in. Um, I've shown a couple of people uh, Orange Cassidy and they, they've been like, what, what the hell is this? <laughs> what <laughs> okay. is going on? Um, but someone who is just all around great, I, I think I'd have to go with Osprey. Will Osprey? Um, good, good I, I feel like he's just an all around great wrestler, and and all and he does, he like does a lot cool. of those like crowd popping kind of like, oh yeah, you know, exciting, cool kind of stuff. So yeah, I totally, yeah. I totally get that. So those are those are my two. Okay, uh, Justin, good choices. Yeah, very good choice. Um, thanks once again, Nick, for going first. So I had time <laughs> to think of a match. I could, if I had a hat, I would tip it to you right now for 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 doing that. Um, so much for me being an AEW fan because I completely forget the pay per view. I want to say it was the last big one they had, hmm. but the triple threat match for the AEW uh, heavyweight title between Kenny Omega, Pac, and Orange Cassidy. Oh, I, think would I be love a, that. Because part of me would want to show them, you know, like the Undertaker Mankind uh, Hell in a Cell match or like the one of the uh, triple threat um, TLC matches between the Hardy Boys, the Dudley Boys and Edge and Christian. But I got to remember, this is their first time seeing it. They may not be too big into the violence. So let's try to keep yeah. it to a bit more of a standard match. And I think as as Nick and you and I think all of us can agree, actually, one wrestler we all love is Orange Cassidy, because I think he is the perfect antithesis to a typical wrestler. Because yeah. what what do people probably think a typical wrestler would be? You know, this big, big intense, jack. just urgh, like yeah. ready to break everyone over his head because he can and he will and he's angry mm -hmm. and he's like that. And then you have Orange Cassidy, who <laughs> is a smaller, slight guy like still pretty yeah. built like pretty good ab muscles I, I must say i need to get mine to that <laughs> level one day but literally just hands in his pocket just the whole thing is like so how do you feel today whatever yeah he's just like a, he's a just, lazy he's a like, sloth hands like, in, yeah he's a sloth he's a it's sloth great. it's such a it's such a crazy concept for wrestling like it's so innovative that it's it's like mind-boggling. It's it's so clever and it works to perfection pretty much. Um, I'm and, honestly shocked it took him yeah. this long to get like anywhere in front of more fans than he is because I think he's in like his late 30s. He's yeah, he's it, been doing it for a long, 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 long time. So 
I've I've watched a lot in... of his his indie matches. Yeah, he's been around for a while. Mm-hmm. I I think that just goes to show you it's almost like they're like an artist. At times, it takes you a while to sort of find what clicks for you. But once you find it, it's like where have you been all all <laughs> all my life? But yeah. um, that and match I think was a, it was amazing because you had three extremely different characters in Orange Cassidy, Pac, and Kenny Omega. And you had a little bit of everything in terms of what wrestling could be. You had your comedy spots. You had your serious wrestling. You have you, you had your intenseness from uh, from Pac, who height wise isn't the biggest guy, but oh my god, he is jacked. He's got muscles for days. And he's they, so good, man. Oh, he, and I, we can go into tangents on this, man. But absolutely, oh. and, and Kenny Omega. I mean, he's on my top say ten list. Too. He's He's so good at being like an annoying douchebag dick. Yeah. But when he has all, when all of them have to go, I mean, Pac usually he he always has to go. But when all of them have to go, they go, and that match proves it. Yeah, a little yeah. bit of your sort of wacky interference shenanigans going on, but yeah. I, I thought that match was absolutely incredible. It, it, it kind of gets everything from everything you like look for in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, but what about a superstar that? Uh... Oh, one one superstar. particular superstar you get one image you flash up an image of somebody who do you who Probably do you show somebody what one of the three who i just mentioned before kenny omega i think okay. uh has it all all around might not be everyone's favorite cup of tea which is understandable but i think generally he checks all the boxes of he's got charisma really good wrestler he's got a good look to him which which always helps and i think yeah. uh he, definitely someone who can bring in uh any sort of fan because he's just he's got that look he's got that presence he's got that aura the way he carries himself all the time whether mm-hmm. he's a baby uh baby face or heel just absolutely incredible yeah i think match for me it would either be the 2010 royal rumble uh one of my favorites that i can remember maybe that or the 2007 one i think the one that undertaker won because him and Shawn michaels had a match at like at the end of it and it was incredible um and or um the new day usos hell in a cell match it's a little oh. bit violent a little bit maybe too much to show some some random person but i think that it kind of it, it's something that really captures what what my kind of type of wrestling is and what i love in wrestling um and a superstar for me i'm trying to think of like somebody who's got that like oh probably bray wyatt Probably Bray Wyatt. He's just uh, he just fits what yeah, I love him. I love him. He's I don't just, know if that's that's a good choice for, for a new person though, because that's I feel like that's that's a bit of meat. I mean potatoes, it is you know it's, it's very <laughs> it's very as like aside from wrestling, it doesn't really it doesn't really present wrestling, but he's just such a good character that I want to show people his beautiful little face, yeah. okay? I feel like that's like, so it's like a, a, a month in or maybe like two yeah, weeks maybe, in wrestling. Right. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like, I want somebody with like a good look. Small like Joe. A, oh, Joe would be cool. Oh, well, I was thinking oh, Kevin oh, Owens. Forget. Kevin Owens. Hey, yeah. Or Sami Zayn or something like that. Edge. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seth Rollins, how have we not brought his name up? Yeah. Uh, oh, I the feel new like day. you know what the new day. Yeah, new day. You know, new day would be yeah. like a perfect thing because they always incorporate some sort of pop culture kind of you know pop stuff. Oh my god, how have it? It's taken me this long to remember him. John Moxley. 
Boo. <laughs> I was Boo. surprised you didn't mention him in your, in your top yeah, five. I thought he was going to be in your top, top five list. I was uh, he, he, he just missed out. I think just currently he's a little not as hot as he once was just because yeah. it's the natural cycle of it. But he, sure. he he's up there. I, I was really – it was tough. It, it was yeah. a tough – like him and Edge, I'm like, I, I had to give that Edge – the edge to edge. The edge um, to edge. Uh, okay, so. and final question before we get into the lightning rounds. I made a third one for Nick, by the way, people out there, fans, if I call oh, you man. that. Um, a whole oh, third li- list of questions for this man to, to answer. Um, but my final question, it's a pretty simple question. I guess simple. For me, it's simple. But what is your match of the year so far? Maybe to give the audience something to, to like, check out from this year oh man um that's tough uh this year so far i'm trying to think what happened this year (laughs) (laughs) i'm Um, I'm the same boat i'm like what has gone on again because all of a sudden i'm blanking yeah Yeah. that's fine i can say Um, mine first if you want because i 100 already know it uh greatest match i've ever seen in my entire life maybe that's not really but uh okay (laughs) but it's like it's definitely up there it's one of it's one of my favorites it's definitely my favorite from this year and that is Walter versus Ilya Ilya dragonov from takeover uh how many last saturday the saturday it was Sunday, I think. They, they switched Sunday, it Sunday, up. Last week, Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. It was just this past Sunday, yeah. This past Sunday. I, was, just, I was thinking was of that match, yeah. Beautiful. It was everything I look for in wrestling. It was violent. It was messy. It was hard-hitting. It was like two meaty men smacking meat, but one of them was a tiny little man, and it's crazy. It's crazy wild that he can – he's like a – he's a big meat son of a bitch, and it's crazy. Um, but it's everything that I – like more than I expected from that match, I I was thinking of that match, but I was just like, oh, that happened so recently. There has to be something else that happened this year. Yeah, there's um, recency bias in it probably, but I legitimately can't think of a better match from this year. Honestly, like the ones that are coming to mind, that just seems like the best one. The uh, the Bronson think... Reed uh, match from Takeover where he uh, did like the Gauntlet match or whatever, that was really fun too. But. Uh trying to think i'm trying to think of AEW matches but i can't like the was the pack that the pack one was this year right the pack uh I think it was april Can may you? around that, that was time. that was uh I, double or nothing yeah that was the main event so. of double, or the second main event of w yeah double co-main event but behind the uh it should have been invented. pinnacle inner circle should have been invented. um yeah that was a good match i really liked that one as well um this this question also stumps me because i feel like the match of the year hasn't happened yet yeah, I mean we're like halfway through. No, um, I'm, I like legit mean it's it's gonna be it's gonna happen. It just hasn't officially been booked yet. Uh, I'm are, thinking are it'll be. Thinking, mm, okay. Nope. Oh. Surprisingly, no. But that'll that'll be up there. But no, I'm thinking um, Hangman, Adam Page, Kenny Omega for the AEW World Title. That'll that will probably be the match of the year. Yeah, I'm also thinking yet, but... uh, Bianca Belair and uh, Sasha Banks that, from yes. uh, WrestleMania. Yeah, that was great. That was um, so that'd be higher on the list. If there was also um, the triple threat between Rhea, Charlotte, and Asuka, uh at Backlash, which was really oh yeah, good. that was a good one. Yeah, that was pretty yeah, good. That was a good one. Uh, I I just can't remember it. <laughs> 
it's been a lot this year, man. If you can't remember, it probably wasn't that great. <laughs> it probably was. I'm just I'm forgetting it because I don't know. I got things on the brain clearly. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know what it is? Or uh, one of them as well? Probably not for everybody, but uh, on AEW uh, on a TV episode, they did um, Doc, DMD Britt Baker uh, versus Thunder Rosa in a in a lights out unsanctioned match on uh, some random episode of TV. And it was like incredibly violent and beautiful and messy and awesome. Uh, Helps so propel Britt like, Baker to where she is now. Yeah, I can, that's like, like really did number two on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Anybody have any others uh, they want to pop in there? Um, Are you just looking at a list of matches? <laughs> <laughs> What else? Oh, the Money in the Bank ladder match. Oh, that was good. Oh, that was, that a good was one. great. I can't believe winning, I didn't think but... of that. Yeah. Oh man, that's a good. There's yeah, so this many. one was that's so why it's good. So too. hard. Yeah. There's because there's so much wrestling too. Wrestling that all too. Over How the do you remember? Place. Like, unless it's recent, although yeah. it really helps with the Walter Dragonov thing that it wasn't yeah. very recent. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, you missed that. That was so goddamn good. Uh, uh, anyways. Now, that brings us to the end of the main topic portion of all the wrestling hullabaloo. Um, anybody have any comments, questions, concerns, queries, qualms, or a C, something else with a C or a Q sound? No kumquats here. No kumquats? No? Or Jinder Mahal is like the 25th of 24 best wrestlers Candace ever produced. <laughs> Lies, lies, and slander, and I will mute you and kick you from this fucking call if you say that one more damn time. <laughs> Don't test me, okay, son? <laughs> Older than me, son. Um, um. So I'm gonna start with. I'll start with you, Justin. I guess I muted you just because of that slanderous <laughs> comment. Um, but. Uh, I will ask you your your uh, your lightning round first. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the lightning round. Lightning round. Lightning round. Lightning round. round, round. Um. So, uh, Nick, you know these questions. I asked them to you last fucking time. You know, you'll know all the questions ever asked to you by the end of the time. <laughs> <laughs> um. But, uh, Justin, what's your favorite fast food franchise? Ooh, um, probably got to go with the classic McDonald's. I like a lot of them, but always got to go with the Golden Arches. They, they've expanded to become, quote unquote, healthier. But mm-hmm. I think um, between their fast food, um, you know, the burgers, chicken nuggets are amazing. Uh, the breakfast sandwiches, I'm a huge fan of the McMuffins. I uh, usually have one or two every so often because they're so good and mm-hmm. recently their iced coffee coffee i have a few times a week and i'm like i gotta increase that because it's pretty good same with their hot coffee so oh, got a little bit of everything so are you a night owl or an early bird i am an early bird um sometimes doing the early part of the early bird is quite challenging but if you're i like definitely if it's like you have to get this work done you either do it early you gotta wake up early to do it or stay up late to do it 100 i'm getting up early can't do work late at night i need to like crash late at night so early bird okay what's your favorite number favorite number seven um board on the seventh 
Um, my sister's born on the 14th. My dad's born on the 14th. My mom's born on the 21st. Seven goes per- very well into each yeah. of them. Played seven seasons of hockey. Always was number seven because of that. Except one year, actually, I got traded in the middle of the year. I uh, lost my number seven. Uh, got the choice of either number three or number 16. Chose number 16 because when you think about it, one plus six is exactly folks seven seven and a lot of fun i guess sort of a loose association 14 as well uh 14 is a good number as well for my family so seven 14 but primarily seven is my number okay vegetable animal or mineral animal uh i don't know why i feel like that's like which would you rather eat although i'm not sure if mineral (laughs) would work but yum 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 salt just salt. salt eat all the salt Sure. I feel that. Okay. Uh, favorite color? Blue. Blue. I think blue oh, yeah. works best for me. Uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen at home, uh, just so you know, we have, uh, we've played re- uh, this wrestling game, this WWE uh, video game, and this man made his character a hockey player, um, but gave him all blue everything. It was all blue. It was all a very annoying shade of blue, I will say. Uh, with like it was white awesome. accents, it was all freaking maple leaf oriented, and it was it terrible. It was beautiful. Um, <laughs> it was beautiful. Um, what is your dream country to visit? Ooh, uh, number one, definitely it's Australia. Um, I think very, very beautiful country. Stay away from certain parts of them because you'll probably die by the animals. That's a stereotype <laughs> there, but I think that um, there, there's so much to do, a lot to see there, and given just how far away it is you can't exactly book a a trip there every day you got to like save up and plan accordingly so you have enough time but i think has has to be number one on my list and uh surrounding countries around the area i think uh would would be good too but australia number one favorite letter i guess it would be j (laughs) given (laughs) what my name is it's a fish hook uh so it's it's got a unique shape um you don't Not have to many... explain them if you don't have reasons behind it. Just oh, so I always you... have to explain. There, there always must be an explanation. Uh, what's your biggest fear? Ah, oh, crap. Um, yeah, these ones dig a little deeper. Yeah. Um, once again, uh, well, I in I guess like a philosophical way, I guess probably at times failure. I mean, they okay. they say failure is how you grow, but I think at times you know trying to get to that point where you fail is is definitely challenging and oh yeah can can be difficult i mean to, i don't know overcome. that feeling because i never fail but uh you know i totally oh, look see. at you there mr perfect <laughs> <laughs> in, in terms of maybe a more yeah. uh typical thing sort of something you can like picture uh heights I'm, I'm not really good with heights at all okay why like some of these wrestlers who jump off these really high things i give them credit because mm-hmm. i'm like i crap my pants if i was in that situation and bees i hate bees or wasps anything that can fly and sting you i hate those things absolutely despise them um three more Mm. who is your favorite greek god or goddess hades i would say really enjoy the underworld you know undertaker underworld death all that fun well not imagine if undertaker played hades in a movie that would have been hilarious but uh, no hades seemed like the most interesting i remember seeing a yeah. hercules disney i think it was a disney movie yeah. when i was younger he was hilarious loved his he's character. great yeah hades for sure um if you could have dinner with anyone dead or alive who would it be ah oh, that's a good one um 
Mm. No, this guy actually is alive. Um, surprisingly not wrestling related. I probably would do, let's go with Matt Sundin, former captain of the Leafs who had some form of success. Seems like a really interesting guy. He's Swedish. So there's some different culture things there. And I could ask him all the questions about like, so how exactly did you deal with being the captain and having everyone say you suck when you didn't suck? I know all that fun stuff. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, audience out there. If you want to uh, hear more from Justin, check out the hockey episode of the close out of the pillow podcast. If you want to hear more from Nick, check out the cooking episode of the podcast, check out the meat cooking food media episode of the po- podcast as well. Cause we've done two. Uh, both Do have been a blast. And the final Do question it. is one thing that you love about yourself. Tell me right now. Ooh, one thing I love about myself. I'd say my sense of humor. I think I can make people laugh. And if they're not laughing, then I'm laughing. So someone's laughing. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Now on to number two, um, to Mr. Nicholas. Lightning round three. Lightning round number three. You have no idea what these questions are going to be. They could just pa and blah and boo bah. That's fine. I'm going to... It's going to be verbal diarrhea. This is the first thing that comes out of my mouth is the answer. Okay. Favorite sport? Hockey. Okay. North, south, east, or west? North. Is it because that was the first thing you heard? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, what's your favorite book? Um, uh, Peaceful Sh- Soldier, it's called. And by who do you know? I have no clue. No. I, I read it. Like I borrowed it from the library uh in like high school or something i don't even know who it was by i read it and it made me cry and i, I gave oh. it back and that was it <laughs> that's the end that's very cute um pick a seven dwarf uh dopey why <laughs> the first one that came to mind <laughs> fair enough um what's your favorite beverage Ooh. um coconut water but with like the the jelly pulp inside it okay we're, <laughs> we're not uh people at, differ people, on that people at home jamie visibly <laughs> gagged just now <laughs> i'm not a fan of coconut water especially with the pulp stuff in it but anyways it's not about me it's not my lightning round it's your lightning round so i'm gonna i'm gonna subtract my reaction from that no you're, yeah? <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah. No, you're not. Are you a sore winner so or a sore after. loser? Because everybody's um, one of each. Are you more are a sore they? winner or a sore loser? I feel like I am more of a sore winner than I am a sore loser. I really like to rub it in, especially because, like, um, when it comes to games and stuff, like video games, especially. I don't win all the time. And when I do, I really want you to know that, like, ah, you suck. Yeah. Um, if you could have any superpower, what would you have? Oh, um, easy. Uh, I've actually thought about this recently. It's the power to control probability. Because uh, oh, I can so just like wish for whatever the fuck I want. I mean, not technically. You just yes, have, oh, yeah, just control, I guess if you control it, then yeah, I was yeah. like, what's the probability I can fly? I go 100. And boom, I can fly. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even think of it that way but that's a really good answer that's yeah pretty that's big very clever big i can do whatever energy, i want i can have any power what's the probability yeah. that i get a hundred more superpowers uh it was zero now it's a hundred boom <laughs> <laughs> okay next question is pick a finger to lose and pick a finger to keep 
only um, to only have to remain to with. What, what do you mean you have to okay in 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 two separate situations i what i wrote here is pick a finger but i want you yeah. to pick a finger um for two separate scenarios you have pick a finger one that you have to lose in one scenario and then okay. uh the other one all of them get cut off except for one that sucks yeah <laughs> okay That's um dark when yeah. i have to get rid of one it would probably be pinky boy on the end because i think he's easy to lose he's expendable okay. um he's the one on the end like there's no in between like i'm i'm pretty sure i can do shit with four fingers over here okay um only one to keep yeah Jeez. uh middle finger it's the longest and i can flip off the world because i only got two fingers <laughs> but would it would you be able to flip off the world if you don't yeah because you know the... it's the middle <laughs> but it's not in the middle of anything why it's not just... why isn't it because it's, it's not, not the only one there it's the Therefore, only one there the that doesn't make it the middle because the why middle not? has well... to be surrounded by something no, am I, am I wrong? It's in the middle. It's still the middle finger. <laughs> okay, I, those are very fair. And, and you told me I'm losing all the other ones. So, uh, yeah, I've got <laughs> subs and then just one to flip off the war. Okay, pick a deadly sin. Um, gluttony. Okay. Uh, what's your fav- favorite movie, Disney movie? And then a bonus to that, what's your favorite animated movie? Favorite Disney movie? Um, I think Tarzan. I love that answer so Tarzan's much. Great, such a it's good movie. So good. God, and, and the soundtrack, yo. Phil Collins is a damn genius. Good lord, killed it. Amazing. I'm so. Amazing. You don't know how happy I am to hear you say that because <laughs> it's definitely my top five. Uh, Tarzan's. It's so fantastic. good. And freaking um, Jane. The greatest damn... I loved her when I was a kid. It was so good. Um, uh, favorite animated movie? Yeah. Shoot. Um, my go-to is normally Ratatouille because food and also it's just a great movie. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I've, I, I think it's between three. It's between Ratatouille, Coco... And Finding Nemo. All right, you're a Pixar man. I see. Um, no. No, none of those. Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> it's Kung Fu Panda. It is Kung Fu Panda. Without a doubt. That's number one. We were talking about that the other day, too. I, I know so I much of that movie verbatim. <laughs> it's crazy. It's incredible. It was like I, I drove him uh, somewhere and he just recited it to me. <laughs> word for word basically from the start of the damn movie and onwards and i was like bewildered at how he knew it uh it's nothing brilliant. wrong with that it's gorgeous and it's a great movie so great taste uh i think we're on the last question yes last question here for the final for the third ever lightning round uh and that goes to nick what yeah. is your dream job a dream job shoot um maybe like food blogger okay like a travel yeah one? like a I travel food blogger where i go around the world and i eat food and people pay me to do it <laughs> how is that a job how do people get paid for that that just sounds like a vacation every single day of the year i don't know i mean i agree with with that uh, that statement right there 
that, yeah, that's, that's a damn amazing. dream that's, for sure. Everybody, that should be everybody's dream job. <laughs> I don't know how you could ever have work that is that appealing. Yeah, that's amazing. You make a good point. I maybe need to reconsider what mine would be. I mean, you you can't really partake in that job much, uh, Justin, because you have allergies. Yeah. Allergies. I'm so. defect. My genes are defective a bit, so it doesn't really. Can we yeah. like eliminate half the world and then like from the eliminate rest of the half, half the world? Oh my God, Thanos! Okay, <laughs> Jesus not Christ. that way. I can't eat half the food. Actually, in that case, yeah, why not? Screw that. Perfectly <laughs> balanced, like all things should be. Um. Okay. Well. Uh. Nick, Justin, thank you for being on this episode of the podcast. It's been a long one, uh, for sure. Um, but it's been a very, very fun one. We've had a lot of fun little dis- uh, conversations and discoveries and, and stuff like that. So thank you very much for being on. Uh, yeah, course, I hope man. you enjoyed uh, your stay, Nick, for the third time. Uh, uh, to the audience out there, thank you for listening. Thank you for, for listening to all of the episodes. If you have, if you haven't, thank you for the, listening to the ones that you did listen to. And go this back and is, listen to all the other ones. You go back and listen to them all. Do it. Do, Do it. it. It's been two hours, but you know, listen to them all, right? Uh, right now, like you can't, you can't go do things. No, you gotta listen to them all now, right now. All of them, um, even the ones you've listened to already. Do it again. Listen again. to them again. One more time. Give me those views, baby. Give me those. Might be views. something. Might be something you missed the first time. And share it to everybody. I'm stopping after this, so there's not really a point to share it. But do it anyway. Get some. Get get some love in. Um, but yes, thank you for listening to the past whatever 15 weeks or so that I've been doing this. Um, I really appreciate everybody out there for listening, for commenting, for liking, for all those thingies. Um, it's been an absolute blast and a pleasure to do these 15 episodes and, uh, you know, yeah, I can't, I'm just going to say thank you again, cause I have nothing else to say. So thank you. Uh, um, one, one more big thank you to the guests of this episode, Nick and Justin, I hope you are well in the future. I hope you do well in your future endeavors. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, thank this you again. This is a budget cut, right? We'll talk about it Uh, later. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to mute him one more time just for fun. And uh, (laughs) and thank you all for listening. Stay frosty, my friends. And uh, maybe we'll see you in the future, but maybe not. Who knows? Okay. Goodbye. Say bye. bye. Say bye, Justin. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Cool Side of the Pillow podcast. If you like what you heard, tune in every Monday for all new episodes. And follow me on Instagram at the cool side of to keep up to date with what I've got going on. While you're at it, check out my website, thecoolsideof.com. Stay frosty, my friends. <laughs>